from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. The big political conventions are over, the candidates have been chosen, and both parties have placed energy at the top of their campaign agendas. But the big question remains, what should be done to secure our energy future? The Group of 16, a bipartisan group of U.S. Senators, has put forth an energy plan that calls for some access to domestic oil and natural gas, but also includes more taxes on the industry. Does this plan do our nation justice with respect to energy policy? Dr. Margot Thorning, Senior Vice President and Chief Economist with the American Council for Capital Formation, has written about energy policy. Welcome, Margot. Thank you. Glad you could be with us today. My pleasure. Margot, as we sit here today, there are at least three different ideas that are on the table. We have candidates who are looking at increasing offshore drilling. We have one candidate who favors a windfall profits tax. And then there's a separate energy proposal by the group of 16. So let's look at these ideas. First of all, as an economist, what do you think about the windfall profits tax? History has shown, Jane, that a windfall profits tax will end up reducing U.S. domestic production and increasing imports. I was actually at the Department of Energy working there when we imposed the windfall profits tax. And so from 1980 to 1988, we had a windfall profits tax. And a study by the Congressional Research Service showed that we reduced domestic production by 3 to 6%. We didn't increase it during this period when we had the windfall profits tax. We also increased imports of oil and gas. So the windfall profits tax, in my view, is exactly the wrong way to go if we want to increase U.S. energy supplies. Well, why do you think a windfall profits tax is attractive to lawmakers? Surely they're aware of the study. Well, many lawmakers take the view that oil prices, which have been quite high for the last several years, are somehow the fault of the U.S. oil and gas industry. But what they forget is that the oil companies are price takers, not price makers. Eighty-five percent of all the reserves are owned by foreign governments, many of whom are hostile to the U.S. Uh, in, in any case. So it is not possible to uh, for, for U.S. oil companies to regulate the price of oil. Well, speaking of customers, what impact could a windfall profits tax have on consumers? Would it provide them with any relief? It would provide them with no relief. It would provide, over the, over the uh, short and long term, less domestic oil and gas because Oil and gas companies have to make substantial investments to get increased domestic production here as well as, of course, uh, production from abroad. So if we put higher taxes on the oil industry, they will have less dollars to put into investment to developing either existing reserves or new reserves. So a new tax on the oil and gas industry will be counterproductive. In fact, data show that the oil and gas industry over the long haul is no more profitable than any other manufacturing industry. So it would be uh, counterproductive to uh, to tax these these uh, companies at a higher rate than than they already are. Now you've mentioned what the windfall profits tax did to oil production 20, 30 years ago. Is there any reason to believe that it would be any more helpful now? Certainly not. In an old adage that economists 
rely on is if you don't want something, put a tax on it. So if you want to change behavior like discourage smoking or discourage some other activity, you put a tax on it. So if we were to tax the oil and gas industry higher than they're being taxed right now, we would expect to see fewer dollars going into the investment that we need to increase domestic uh, production as well as increase access to foreign reserves. How could a windfall profits tax affect the overall economy? It would have a discouraging impact on domestic investment in, in the oil and gas industry. That would mean fewer jobs here in the U.S. associated with oil and gas extraction and exploration and development. It would exert a drag on the economy. Well, what do you think about the idea of increasing oil production from the Outer Continental Shelf and perhaps other areas as well? Is that a good thing? I think so. Uh, the uh, Gang of Sixteen proposal uh, proposes to allow access uh, from about four states to expand their offshore activities. But, of course, we have 19 states that have access to either the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, or uh, or the Gulf. So it would seem that we ought to consider even uh, more states should have access to offshore to offshore drilling because that will certainly increase domestic production. One question I have about the Gang of 16 proposal, they're uh, limiting offshore drilling to f within to 50 miles uh, from the coast. I think that's probably too far. I think that's an unrealistically uh, high hurdle they're imposing on the oil industry. So you would recommend opening more areas of the Outer Continental Shelf plus Closer to the... Allowing uh, it to be closer. Yes. What impact would increased production like that, let's say that you were able to get all those areas open for oil production, how would that affect the gasoline market? It would have a, send up an immediate positive signal to the gasoline market and to oil markets globally that there was going to be more oil and gas coming out of uh, U.S. offshore uh, locations, that would send a signal to OPEC and to other international producers that most likely there's going to be more oil and gas coming online in the next 10, 15, 20 years, so they better not hold uh, large amounts of oil in the ground now, hoping that the price will rise in the future. I think it would tend to get OPEC to pump more oil and other producers to pump more oil now. Are there other actions the government could take to ensure energy security in the future or perhaps to have an impact on the gasoline markets? Well, one thing that most people haven't given much thought to is our federal tax code. <clears throat> we did a study at ACCF last year with Ernst & Young that looked at cost recovery allowances for energy investment here in the U.S., not just for oil and gas assets, but for electricity production and so forth. We found that the U.S. taxes new investment in oil refining and in electricity transmission, pollution control, higher than any other country in the world because we have slow depreciation, very slow cost recovery, and the highest corporate tax rate almost in the industrial world. So the effective tax rate on new energy investment, including for oil and gas production, is about the highest in the world. So the federal government could make a very positive contribution by speeding up depreciation for all types of energy investment that makes them more attractive and by lowering the corporate tax rate. That would bring down the effective tax rate, lower the cost of capital, and make these investments more attractive. If you could speak directly to members of Congress today about our energy policy, specifically about this bipartisan Group of 16 proposal, 
what would you say to them? I would say it's good to devote more resources to R&D, which their proposal does. That's a positive thing. We do need more research on carbon capture and storage, on energy efficiency, and various things to help uh, drive energy efficiency and on alternative fuels. But mainly right now, because fossil fuels are going to be 85% of our energy uh, sources for the foreseeable future, at least through 2030, we need more fossil fuel. We need more oil and gas. Opening up uh, onshore and offshore areas to more drilling, more exploration, will certainly help provide the supplies that we need. The Department of Energy has said that we're going to need about 30% more energy over the next couple of decades. In order to get that, we're going to need more of everything, including more oil and gas. So I would say to the 16 senators, focus not so much on some of the uh, very expensive subsidies that are in the proposal, $7,500 for alternative fuel cars, $2,500 for all sorts of uh, energy efficiency vehicles. Focus more on how to expand domestic oil and gas production. Focus on getting the resources that our infrastructure is geared up to use. And of course, you know, continue to, to uh, impose, con continue to support R&D, but don't impose a windfall profits tax on the oil and gas industry. Don't take away the Section 199 provisions for manufacturers, which you know, that provision is really designed to hit just a very few oil companies, and that will only hurt domestic production. Dr. Marco Thorny, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.